Welcome to the special edition Meet the Candidates in-depth news magazine on Raccoon Valley Radio. Thank you to all of our candidates for participating in this program. During this time, you'll get to hear from candidates running for Iowa House District 47, Guthrie County Supervisor District 1, Guthrie County Supervisor District 3, and Guthrie County Supervisor District 4. We'll join Guthrie County News Director Logan Mance with the candidates after this. Check out these great weekly specials at your always fresh, always affordable Fairway of Adele. Frito-Lay party-sized chips, $2.99 when you buy four. Pepsi or Mountain Dew 24-pack, 12-ounce cans, free when you buy four brew pub pizzas. Velveeta, number two, $7.48. Fairway Salsa, 24-ounce, $2.88. In the meats department, USDA Choice Rump Roast, $3.88 per pound. Fresh, all-natural, 8-ounce boneless pork chops, 6 for $10. Check out these great deals and so much more at your always fresh, always affordable Fairway of Adele. Help prevent your friends and family from getting the flu this winter with a flu shot from Adel Health Mart. Did you realize that even if you don't have any flu symptoms, you could still be giving it to your family and friends as a carrier? Stop the spread of the flu and get your shot today. Walk-ins are welcome. They're also ready to help make sense of your Medicare Part D coverage. The enrollment window and chance to make changes is open until December 7th. Schedule your free review today and let us walk you through the process. Discover today your locally owned Adel Health Mart on the west side of Adel Square. After 10 years, Raccoon Valley Radio is preparing for our biggest expansion and growth yet, all designed to better serve our communities. Hi, I'm John McGee, General Manager of Raccoon Valley Radio. We're looking to hire two account executives. You'll be taking over an existing territory and helping area clients grow their businesses. Prior sales and marketing or customer service experience is preferred, but not a requirement. If you have a winning attitude and a willingness to learn, we'll teach you 21st century marketing. A great career awaits you. Join Raccoon Valley Radio. Email your resume and cover letter to John McGee at RaccoonValleyRadio.com. Raccoon Valley Radio is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to our special edition, Meet the Candidates In-Death News Magazine on KKRF. My name is Logan Mance, and I'm the Guthrie County News Director. In this program, we are focusing on the contested races for Guthrie County. We ask each candidate the same questions, and the candidates are allowed a maximum of two minutes to respond to each question. In the first portion of this program, we will interview the candidates running for Iowa House in District 47. We are now speaking with the Republican candidate for Iowa House District 47, Carter Nordman, now joining us. So thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Tell us where you grew up, uh, where did you get your education, the types of jobs you've had, any boards or organizations you had served on or are currently serving on, those kinds of things. Yeah. So my name is uh, Representative Carter Nordman, and I just finished my first term uh, in the Iowa House, and I'm now running for re-election. Um, I serve on a number of uh, uh, important committees in the House. I um, am vice chair of the Ways and Means Committee, State Government Committee, Commerce Committee, and Local Government Committee. So um, each of those committees play a very large role in in most of the big bills that go through uh, the legislature. So um, I'm very honored and and proud to sit on those committees to, to be able to give a strong voice to my constituents. I graduated from the University of Northern Iowa in December uh, with a degree in uh, business administration and management, and uh, I owned and operated a small business while uh, while I was up in college to to help my, uh, pay my way through. I owned a, a small carpet cleaning business that uh, started with a couple machines and, and was able to grow through throughout college. Currently studying for my securities exams um, to become a financial advisor, and so um, we'll we'll see where that takes me. But uh, it's really been an honor to serve my community, and and looking forward to continuing to do so. Now let's talk a little bit about some some topical things. Uh, it is believed that Governor Kim Reynolds will try uh, next legislative session to pass the student voucher bill after it uh, failed this last session. 
What are your thoughts on that, Bill Carter? And where do you stand? Are you for or against it? Yeah. So last year I was um, supportive of the governor's bill. Um, and, and there's a lot of miscommunication out there about this bill, I think. So, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a firm believer in parents' rights. I'm a believer that parents should be in the driver's seat um, for their child's education. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they are your kids, not the government's. Uh, and so uh, this specific bill that we're talking about was very narrowly tailored. We have about 500,000 students in the state of Iowa. Um, this would actually only affect about 10,000 of those students, um, which is about 2%. Um, so we have, you know, the state allocates about $7,000 per student. This bill would have taken a $5,000 of that $7,000 um, per pupil and given it to some low-income families that were stuck in a situation that they couldn't get out of. They were stuck in a public school that wasn't quite doing it for their student. And like I said, we want to make sure that the parents are in the driver's seat. And if the parents are frustrated with the public school, um, they should be able to take their child um, on a new route and be able to have some flexibility there. That extra $2,000 that um, isn't taken from the school is uh, still allocated to the school that the student left. So they are actually still remaining $2,000 without even teaching that student. But I want to make very clear on something. Um, Our public schools are extremely important, and we have great public schools in the state of Iowa. They are the foundation of our society, and we need to make sure that we are supporting them and fully funding them. I'm a supporter of public schools. I'm a product of public schools. um, But I also believe that we can have a conversation about school choice while also fully supporting our public school system. Moving on to yet another topical thing with the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and no longer are there federal protections for women seeking abortion Governor Reynolds is now trying to have the Iowa courts reconsider that fetal heartbeat bill that was struck down in 2018 prior to your uh, time in the Iowa House. What are your thoughts on the states having control of the handling of the abortion topic itself? And what is your stance on that 2018 state legislation? Yeah, so this is obviously going to be a, a big topic. It is right now. Um, it's no secret. I'm, I'm pro-life and I'm unapologetically pro-life. Um, I think it's important when we have this discussion that we recognize that we're talking about two humans here. We're talking about the mother and we're talking about um, a baby. Um, we also need to recognize the extreme side of this. Um, we, are, we are talking about um, my um, or a lot of our opponents on the Democratic side um, have a position of late term abortion and it's a radical position. It's a position where they believe no restriction, even up to the point of birth of the baby, that it can be aborted. Um, in my opinion, that's just straight up murder. I mean, you are murdering a, a baby. And so we, we need to take that uh, into account. And I think that's radical. Um, Iowa's heartbeat law right now is going through the Iowa court system. We will have to see where that plays out. Um, and uh, if it um, is uh, struck down and, and continues to uh, not be the law, then uh, we'll, as a legislature, have to figure out um, what route we're going to go. But um, I think there's an opportunity. There's going to be an opportunity for Iowans to vote on this uh, issue directly um, come next general election, um, a constitutional amendment that uh, we've passed. So um, Iowans are going to get to have their voice directly heard in this uh, process. Uh, but I will, I'll tell you this, I, I support common sense legislation that will protect the unborn, um, but also protect the mother. And um, I also uh, support um, exceptions for rape, incest and um, life of the mother. Now, opening up the door a little bit more for you here, Carter, what are some other issues or topics you see facing the state of Iowa that you would like to see addressed if, in your case, reelected to the Iowa House? Yeah. So um, one of the big 
um, issues that I think is going to come up is property taxes. Um, we are um, one of the highest property tax states in, in the state or in the nation, and uh, that's not a list I want to be on. Um, so um, I think we are going to look at how we can um, reduce that burden. Um, as we all know, um, Biden's inflation right now is hurting um, so many Americans and so many Iowans. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're looking at any way that we can take a tax burden off of um, everyday Iowans. Um, we are going to have to get creative with it. Um, and there's going to be a lot of solutions thrown around, but I think it's going to be a big topic come this legislative session. Um, and we need to make sure that we do it in a responsible manner. We still have state op, um, uh, obligations that we need to fund. And so we need to make sure that we can um, fund those, but also looking out for um, Iowans taxpayers, understanding that it's your money, not the government's. All right. And then as we wrap up our uh our time here, uh, Carter, why are you running for re-election to the Iowa House of Representatives? Yeah, Again, my name is Carter Nordman, and I'm running uh, for re-election to continue to be a strong voice in the Iowa House for you. I'm a ninth-generation Iowan who wants to continue to move Iowa in the right direction to ensure our state is the best place to live, work, and raise a family. I am so proud of the work that we've accomplished in the legislature over the past two years. We've invested over $100 million in broadband connectivity, we cut taxes. We're making child care affordability and access a priority. We protected girls' sports. We stood up for law enforcement. We're giving parents a voice in their child's education. And we're expanding access to biofuels. But there is so much more work to be done. Uh, it has been an honor to serve you in the Iowa House, and I'm eager to continue to be your voice in Des Moines as I humbly ask for your vote on November 8th. All right. Well, that's the Republican candidate for newly created Iowa House District 47 for us. Here is Carter Norman joining us. So thank you very much again for coming on. Thank you. We are now speaking with a Democratic candidate for Iowa House District 47, Gary Overla. So thank you very much, sir, for coming on. Coltrane, thank you for having me on. I appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, start up by first of all telling us a little bit about yourself where you grew up, where did you get your education, the types of jobs you've had, the boards and organizations that you served, have served on or are currently serving on, those kinds of things. Well, I spent the formative years of my life living in southwest Ohio, approximately 30 miles east of the city of Cincinnati. My upbringing was in a very rural community. My home county, Claremont County, is the westernmost county of Ohio's Appalachia. My father was a school teacher and coach who later ran his own concrete company. Uh, his political leanings were fiscally conservative. My mother, on the other hand, was a hospital administrator who happened to be very socially aware and would, by today's standards, be seen as socially liberal. So I suppose that's where I get my political leanings of being a moderate Democrat. I graduated from Bethel Tate High School in 1983 and attended college in McPherson, Kansas, earning my Bachelor of Science degree from McPherson College. I met my wife, Susan while attending McPherson and moved to Iowa after graduation so that I could be closer to her while she finished up her education after transferring from McPherson to Iowa State. I was employed in the medical supply industry when I decided to go back to school to earn my master's degree of arts in teaching from Drake University. After graduating from Drake with my master's degree in 1994, I taught four years in Kansas at a reform school for male, for male offenders with the Kansas correction system. Four years later in 1998, I found myself back in Iowa teaching and coaching at Perry high school where I've been ever since I've served the Perry community school districts as a teacher, a coach an announcer, and as an educational leader for the past 25 years. And I'd also like to point out that I've been a proud volunteer at uh, living history farms 
as the 1850 farmer uh, for 10 years. Now we go on to something kind of topical uh, right now. It is believed that Governor Kim Reynolds will try to, uh, in this next legislative session, to pass the student voucher bill, which it did fail this last session. Uh, what are your thoughts on that uh, bill, Gary, and, and are you for or against it? Well, let me first say that there is a possibility that Governor Reynolds will be replaced by Deidre Dejir, so let's clear the air there. But in the event that Governor Reynolds is still in office, I have no interest in providing private schools with public money. I don't have anything against private schools. I actually did my student teaching at Dowling Catholic. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there, and I'm very grateful for the guidance that was given to me by my cooperating teacher, Mr. Ron Gray. However, personal sentiments aside, I think that my experience at Dowling cemented my belief that public schools do a fantastic job of providing for all their students. Because private schools do not have to meet the same standards as public schools, they're allowed to deny educational opportunities to whomever they choose. Um, I don't feel that they should receive public funds as a result of that. Private schools are given an unequal advantage by any number of ways capping their enrollments, denying access to whoever they choose to deny it to, not having to participate in standardized testing, although many do, uh, et cetera. The playing field simply is not a level one, therefore I don't support it. Moving on to another topical uh, question here. With the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and no longer allowing for federal protections for women seeking abortions, Governor Reynolds is now trying to have the Iowa courts reconsider a fetal heartbeat bill that was struck down in 2018. What are your thoughts on the states having control of the handling of the abortion topic itself? And what is your stance on that 2018 state legislation? First, let me make it clear that I'm pro-life. This is a really hard question too, by the way, right? So uh, I do not support abortion as a means of birth control or social engineering. However, I firmly believe that a woman's right to choose an abortion is a conversation and or decision that should be made between that woman and her health provider. This decision is a personal matter, not a political one, in my opinion. Therefore, I don't believe that I have anything to add to the conversation, and I don't need to be a part of it, nor do any legislators, in my opinion. I want to make it clear that I don't think abortion is or should be the primary option, but I also don't think that I should be making decisions for another person, particularly when the stakes are so high. I have two daughters, and I certainly do not take this issue lightly. It's a very personal decision, probably one that is made with great trepidation and a tremendous amount of discernment. That's why I feel it is of a utmost, uh, utmost importance sorry, that the decision be made by the female and her doctor. As far as the 2018 legislation is concerned, most pregnancies are detected within uh, weeks four through seven. Banning an abortion after six weeks is a bit preemptive. Most women are just realizing that they are pregnant and now they're forced into a decision as to whether or not to have an abortion or to keep the baby. This seems like an overreach of government power at a time when empathy or understanding might be the more proper avenue to pursue. And then kind of opening up the door here for you next, Gary, uh, what are some other issues or topics that you see facing the state of Iowa that you would like to see addressed if elected to the Iowa House? Well, one of the issues that I think is of utmost importance is rural health care. I think that's a very important issue. Um, there are many small communities in rural Iowa that have minimal access to health care, uh, particularly EMS and EMT services. For example, there's a situation in this district, 47, uh, a couple years ago, where an 18-year-old adult suffering from an allergic reaction called 911 
and the first ambulance to arrive was ill-equipped for this emergency and could only per- perform chest compressions. While the second ambulance was on its way, um, it, it came a little late. They had an EpiPen, but they, like I said, they arrived 17 minutes later uh, after the initial 911 call, and unfortunately, the young man died. This happens often in our state, and it's because of an underfunding of ambulance services. No one likes taxes. However, those taxes are used to maintain a standard of living that we should all have, a standard of living that includes full-service EMT and EMS services. So I'd like to see uh, an expansion of of services afforded to particular people in the rural parts of the state because, you know, they're so far away from a major health center, you know, and, and these EMT services, EMS services are really, they're, they're linked to, to proper healthcare. All right. And as we kind of wrap up our uh, session here, uh, Gary, why are you running for the Iowa house of representatives? I'm running for the Iowa house of representatives because I've been serving Iowa for the last 25 years as a teacher. I like serving my community. I like being part of something bigger than myself, and I like helping other people. I feel that my life experiences and my career have actually led me to this position. I want Iowa to thrive and to prosper, and I want to be a part of that in a larger sense. I feel that I have the communication skills, the life experiences of being an employee, a father, a teacher, a coach, a volunteer, and a community member that strengthened my candidacy as a representative. I was raised to not place importance of a candidate on the letter behind their name. My parents always told me that the political party does not make the person. The person is a culmination of their character, their work ethic, and their actions. I hope you'll consider me as a viable choice for your representative for District 47. And Colton, I'd like to thank you for affording me this opportunity to introduce myself to the fine people of District 47. And we're once again joined here by the Democratic candidate for Iowa House District 47, Gary Overla, joining us once again. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. We'll have more of our special edition Meet the Candidates in Death news magazine after this on KKRF. Fast, friendly, and close to home. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. Hi, Troy here. We realize that you have a choice where you do your grocery shopping, and we're proud that more and more of you are choosing to stay with your locally owned Hometown Foods. You'll find the items that you need, and if you don't, we'll work with our vendors to get it in just for you. We reinvest a portion of our sales back into our communities. Discover today the many advantages of shopping with your hometown team. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. Help prevent your friends and family from getting the flu this winter with a flu shot from Dow Drug. Did you realize that even if you don't have any flu symptoms, you could still be giving it to your friends and family as a carrier? Stop the spread of the flu and get your shot today. Walk-ins are welcome. At Dow Drug, they're also ready to help you make sense of your Medicare Part D coverage. The enrollment window and chance make changes is open until December 7th. Schedule your free review today and let us walk you through the process. Discover today your locally owned Dow Drug in Guthrie Center. Fast, friendly, and close to home. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. Hi, I'm Amy. We realize that you have a choice where you do your grocery shopping, and we are proud that more and more of you are choosing to stay with your locally owned Hometown Foods. You'll find the items that you need, and if you don't, we'll work with our vendors to get it in just for you. We reinvested a portion of our sales back into our communities. Discover today the many advantages of shopping with your hometown team. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. 
Welcome back to our special edition, Meet the Candidates in Death News Magazine on KKRF. This is Logan Mance. We'll now speak with the candidates running for Guthrie County Supervisor District 1. I'm here with a candidate running for County Supervisor District 1, Jackie Slas. And first question, just tell me about yourself. Um, I am a lifelong resident of Guthrie County, graduated from Panora Linden High School. Um, my husband also is a lifelong resident. Um, I have three children, uh, Brett and Walker Hodges and Kelly Tyler. Um, four grandchildren. I think this has been a great county to raise my family in. Um, I have worked for Guthrie County for probably over, well, it's close to 30 years now. So. And then uh, why are you running for District 1 Supervisor? Um, oh, I feel like I can make a difference as a supervisor. I was a county recorder here for 18 years, and so I do know the ins and outs of county government um, and running your own office, preparing a budget, staying within a budget. Um, I think I can bring some fresh and new ideas to the table. Uh, to the Board of Supervisors. Uh, with the Law Enforcement Center, uh, you know, almost finished, what projects or projects uh, should be prioritized for Guthrie County? Well, our law center still has a ways to go, <laughs> and that's that's going to be kind of an ongoing thing even into next year. I don't think we'll probably be able to move into that until oh, at least March, April of next year run into a few snags there. Um, I still think that, you know, just the basic infrastructure of Guthrie County, um, the roads and bridges are always a hot topic. Um, and I don't think you would find any anyone that works in secondary roads that would even disagree with that. So, um, also, with the way our economy is, I think we probably should kind of take a wait-and-see type of um, attitude towards what we can spend money on next year. Uh, we do not know what, you know, what the economy is going to do. It's not really looking very promising with the high price of gas and groceries. It's, it's hard for a lot of families to, to be able to make it right now. So I, I really don't know what to say that, you know, we should prioritize on. I think just trying to remain, you know, strong financially. And then with the ongoing process of the county making the emergency medical service an essential service, how important is it to maintain the two EMS services we have in the county? Personally, I feel it's very important. Um, and I guess if you wanted to say that's something that should be prioritized now, I would totally agree with that. We, we've even had instances here in the courthouse just last week. We got a call for, for help in one of our offices upstairs. Um, our ambulance had already been dispatched out. So then you have to wait for the second ambulance for people to leave their jobs, get to the ambulance, and get, and get to the site. And it took probably 25 minutes for an ambulance to get here just from Panora. So I, I don't think that people, 
they just don't think very much about an ambulance service until they need it and the importance of it. If you're the one that's waiting for an ambulance on the other other side of the line, it's it's very, very important. Um, I like I work in the sheriff's office now. Uh, we constantly are are dispatching ambulances to the care centers for patient transport, and then there will be a very very need or a, a need for an emergency ambulance for a car accident, and it just takes a long time to get those ambulances manned. I know it's it's a hot button topic, and it's it's going to be expensive, uh, and we will have to look at at how our tax dollars can be divided up to help that. But I do think it is a very important need, and I would hope that a lot of people would agree with that. And then just what is one last thing you'd like voters to know about you before they go to the polls in November? Well, like I said, I I, uh, I just want the taxpayers to know that, you know, I'm really going to strive to educate myself on what it it takes to be a supervisor for Guestwick County. I have had a lot of experience. I started out my career in public health. I worked for public health for two years before I made a move to the courthouse, worked in the auditor's office uh, for probably two and a half years before I was elected to be the county recorder. I spent 18 years as the county recorder. Um, I'm very well educated in how to prepare a county budget and to stay within a county budget. Um, That's very important not to go over the monies that they have entrusted you with. Um, And after my retirement, I still continued to work for the recorder's office for another four years as a part-time person. And now I have been with the sheriff's office for a little over two years now. So I think I... uh, I have a very good understanding of how the county works, how everything is supposed to go in in each office. We we all play, every office plays an integral part in how how Guthrie County is run. We are all we're all public servants from department heads, elected officials down to all of the employees. Um, we are all public servants, and I have always strived for very good uh, customer um, customer support and um, and to be kind to to our taxpayers. They are the ones that are paying our salaries, after all. Well, thank you, Jackie, for your time. We appreciate oh. it, and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule, we really do. Okay, thank you. All right. I'm speaking with Jerome Keister. He is a candidate for Supervisor District 1. Uh, Jerome, just tell me about yourself to get it started. Okay. uh, I'm going to say I go by J.D. a lot, probably more than Jerome. Uh, Born and raised here in Guthrie County until uh, junior high when my parents moved to Cass County, Iowa, and uh, graduated from Griswold High School, and uh, then uh, worked for a little while, and then went into the service, 
spent four years in the Air Force, and came back uh, to farm with my uh, parents and moved back here to Guthrie Center. Um, got three adult children, two grandchildren, and uh, one's the oldest one's a teacher. Next one works for hospice of the Midwest, and the youngest one is a nurse down in the Kansas City area. Uh, worked for the ASCS office while I was farming here. Uh, then I went to work at Firestone Tire in Des Moines for about 20 years till I retired from there. And I wasn't ready to retire. So while I was down to Firestone, my uh, fellow workers said uh, some of these reasons what's going on around the uh, world and our country said that it was our fault that we let this happen. So that's why I... Uh, uh, run for a supervisor four years ago and uh, won that race and uh, then along came the uh, 20 uh, census and that changed the districts so in June there was a primary which throwed three of us present supervisors all into one district so i ran the ran in that uh election and i uh happened to be the the winner of district one and then uh why are you running for district one supervisor this is a very big rural area i guess uh, got to towns of uh, Casey and uh, uh, Baird, and the rest of it is pretty much rural area. Being a farmer, uh, and I believe that I can sympathize, understand what the needs are out here in uh, western Guthrie County. And then uh, with, the, with the law enforcement center almost completed, uh, what projects should be prioritized in the county? Thinking about that, we got to get that, uh, the uh, law enforcement center completed. Once we get that completed, we got the roads and the bridges all need attention. With saying that, I looked over the uh, cost of overlayment, the rock that goes on the gravel roads, and in the past five years, the rock has went up 
11.8%. That was that was in June of this year, and the, and the inflation is more than that. And the overlay cost has went up 12%. Uh, we just have to keep up with inflation. We don't want to tax people to death, but yet we got to keep up with. We can't let things deteriorate. Uh, yes, it's going to cost money. And along with everything else, fuel has went up. Uh, labor costs has went up. How do we keep up with that? That's a balancing act that I want to be a part of. And then with the ongoing process of the county making EMS an essential service in the county, how important is it to maintain the two emergency medical services departments in the county? Yes, that is another uh, subject that uh, the Board of Supervisors addressed by uh, we will uh, form a committee of 15 which is um, uh, the public health administrator or designator, the county management uh, coordinator or designator, two members from the Board of Supervisors, a representative from each authorized medical medical service which serves Guthrie County, the administrator or designator of the Guthrie County Hospital, five citizens representing one from each quadrant of the county, northeast, southeast, southwest, northwest, and one from central portion of the county. And uh, of these members, we'll get together, analyze the needs of the county. As you know, you named the two... uh, Ambulance services, one being in the southeast corner of the county and the other in the central uh, eastern part of the county, we have a big area that uh, it takes uh, 20 minutes minimum to get to those corners. This is, uh, I look forward to this committee getting together and bringing that to the Board of Supervisors and deciding what is best for the county. And then what is one last thing you'd like to tell voters about you before they go to the polls in November? I believe that the Board of Supervisors, I believe in term limits. And I believe uh, two terms as a Board of Supervisor, and then let someone else with new interests, new thoughts uh, in there, and due diligent uh, 
in making decisions that is best for all residents of Guthrie County. Uh, Guthrie County in the past has bragged about being the lowest, one of the lowest uh, taxed uh, levies in the state of Iowa. That's good to a point, but in in doing that or in being that, there are a lot of things that have not been taken care of. So I believe we need to, uh, I know it's a tough deal to raise taxes, but with inflation and the cost of just essential things going up, we're going to have to raise taxes. Bad deal. That's a bad deal, but I guess someone has to say it. Yes, I'm running for a uh, supervisor, and I and I believe I will uh, try to manage that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, JD, for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. We'll have more of our special edition Meet the Candidates in Death news magazine after this on KKRF. Hi, I'm Katie, owner of Stuart Flowers and Gifts, and we are proud to sponsor reminders to stay safe on the roads this fall and look out for our local farmers and their families through harvest. We hope to see you soon in our shop this holiday season for your floral and gift needs. We're located in downtown Stewart. Ladies' Night in Stewart is November 17th, and Small Business Saturday is November 26th. We'll see you soon. At Landis, our team is here to support our farmer owners year-round and especially during this harvest season. This is Matt Karstens, President and CEO at Landis. Remember to utilize your Landis app or portal for the latest updates and the Landis Grow Solution Center for expert advice and more. Call 515-800-GROW, that's 515-800-G-R-O-W, or email us at growgrain at landis.ag. Have a safe and productive harvest this fall from all your friends at Landis. Affordable options close to home. Hi, I'm Meredith Jansen. Many of our residents' families live in Adair, Guthrie, Dallas, or Madison County. They've discovered it's easy to work with us at Community Care Center. Provide the level of care and comfort you're expecting for your loved one. You'll find quality care with hometown values close to home. Our staff takes time to get to know your family, understanding your family members' lifestyle and needs. Discover today how this all leads to better quality of life for our residents. Bring them closer to home at Community Care Center in Stewart. Care that comes from the heart. Welcome back to our special edition Meet the Candidates in Death news magazine on KKRF. This is Logan Mance. We will now speak with the candidates running for Guthrie County Supervisor District 3. All right, I'm here with a supervisor candidate for District 3, Supervisor Maggie Armstrong. Maggie, uh, just tell me about yourself for the first part of the question. First, thank you for the opportunity to chat with you again, Logan. I really do appreciate it. So a little bit about me. I grew up at Lake Panorama. I'm a graduate of Panorama High School. And now I live just outside Panora with my husband, Garrett, and our dog, Nash. I'm a small business owner, and I'm pretty active around Guthrie County. I belong to the 10 Squared Women of Guthrie County, the Guthrie County Magistrate Commission. I chair the Prairie Woodland Conservation Foundation. I am a member of the Association of Independent Business Women. 
I'm a board member for Guthrie County Hospital Foundation, and I'm on the Tories Angels Foundation board as well. And then locally in Panora, I'm a member of the Panora Chamber of Commerce, and I serve as director and vice president for the Panora and Lake Panorama Area Economic Development Group. And then to round all that out, I also coach girls basketball at Panorama Schools and through the Panora Parks and Rec Department. So I love spending time working with these organizations because they touch so many different areas throughout the county. And I feel like I have a good sense of work that's being done in Guthrie County because of it. Uh, Second question, uh, why are you running for District 3 Supervisor? Like I mentioned, I was raised in Guthrie County, and this is where I've chosen to make my home and my future with my family. Even when I moved away for a short time after college, it was always the plan to move back here. I always said that Guthrie County is my home no matter where my house might be at the time. I'm passionate about Guthrie County, and I'm committed to the hard work it takes to make sure Guthrie County is and stays successful. The new district map gives me the opportunity to run for supervisor and represent my neighbors. As it is now, we need some fresh ideas and we need some new perspectives at that board of supervisors table. And representation is a big factor in my decision to run as well. The people who live in District 3 need to have strong representation at the county level. Uh, Question three with the law enforcement center, you know, near completion, uh, what projects should be prioritized now for Guthrie County? Yeah, the Law Enforcement Center is definitely a highly visible project, and I'm excited to see it nearing completion. It's such a critical piece of public safety for Guthrie County. And then after that, the Board of Supervisors needs to take a wide-angle approach to determining what's next. This is where collaboration with all county governments will be so essential. And it may not be such a large-ticket project like the Law Enforcement Center. We need to find success in some of the smaller projects throughout the county as well. There may be areas and departments that have a project that's ready to go right now. And that's where strong communication, effective planning, thoughtful budgeting, and really that big picture approach is so very important to have at the supervisor's table. Uh, Question four, with the ongoing process of the county trying to make the EMS, Emergency Medical Services, as an essential county service, how important is it to maintain both EMS departments in the county? So I am absolutely a supporter of declaring EMS as an essential service. We know from data provided that Panora EMS and Stewart EMS do not have the equipment, the staff, or capacity needed to continue doing the incredible work they do every single day. Our EMS departments are literally saving lives in Guthrie County. Regarding the number of EMS services, you know, this really requires ongoing cooperation between Guthrie County and our partners of city government. The EMS needs of Guthrie County today are so different than they were 10 or 15 years ago. The evolving health, well-being, and safety needs of the entire county are the most important priorities. Therefore, It's the job of the Board of Supervisors to create a pathway for residents in Guthrie County to vote and decide how they want the EMS departments to operate. Ultimately, it'll be up to the voters. But as supervisor, I will absolutely do what I can to support these efforts. And then what's one last thing you'd like voters to know about you before they hit the polls in November? Yeah, the most important thing I want people to know about me before they vote is that I am passionate about the health success, and people of Guthrie County. 
I love the quality of life that we have available to us, and I will work really hard to maintain all of the above. That means ensuring well-equipped law enforcement and public health departments, well-maintained county roads and bridges, and a strong economic development plan for the future. You know, I've been paying attention to the Board of Supervisors and their meetings for the last two years. I either attend in person or I attend virtually each week, and it has been eye-opening. I will always be open to conversations with people in District 3, and I've already had some of those tough talks as I'm out and about chatting with groups and organizations, coffee clubs, and one-on-one conversations that I'm having as I'm knocking on doors throughout the district. So I'm excited about this opportunity to serve, and I've done the homework. I continue to learn more with each conversation. I know I will do all that I can for Guthrie County if I have a seat at that table. Well, thank you, Maggie, and good luck. Thank you so much. I'm here with Tom Flannery, a supervisor candidate for District 3. First question, just tell me about yourself. Yeah, I'm 51 years old. I've been married to my wife, Kelly, for 25 years. We both grew up in Guthrie County. Me in town in Panora and my wife, Kelly, at Lake Panorama. We uh, have three children, Connor, 24, Jasmine, 18, and Georgia, 17. All of us have graduated from the Panora School District with the exception of Georgia. She is currently a junior. Uh, I've worked for the past 32 years in natural gas and electric distribution. I've been a laborer, equipment operator, and a foreman. I've worked on many large and small scale projects while having to work with other department heads and contractors on these projects, which includes reading blueprints, mapping, grade stakes, not to mention safety for all workers on site and the general public. As a contractor company, these projects are bid jobs. Um, so finishing these projects on time and under budget are key to making money for the company. For the last two years, I've been seated on the Panora City Council. I am currently on budget committees for Panora Electric, Public Works, Public Safety, which includes Panora Police and Panora EMS. I'm also on the Panora Vets Auditorium Committee. Currently, I am employed with Mid-American Energy as an electric serviceman on nights. And then uh, why are you running for District 3 Supervisor? Yeah, I believe Guthrie County is in need of some fresh new ideas. I think that my 32 years of hands-on experience and being on the Panora City Council at a local level in Guthrie County has prepared me for the position as Guthrie County Supervisor in District 3. And then uh, with the Law Enforcement Center almost finished, what projects should be prioritized uh, now within the county? Yeah, well... The new facility um, is going to be very nice. That's a nice upgrade. Um, it's uh, continuously being worked on. I think it's going to be ongoing for a little longer. So I think we need to continue working on our infrastructure, uh, maintaining our primary and secondary roads, while also keeping up on bridge maintenance. And then with the ongoing process of the county making emergency medical services, EMS, and essential service, uh, how important is it to maintain the two EMS departments in the county? Yeah, this is always a hot topic for the Panora City Council. The Panora uh, EMS runs fairly thin on employees. We have two full-time paramedics and one EMT. Uh, The other two volunteers that do not live in the Panora area. 
or we have two other volunteers that do not live in the Planora area. Uh, these crews are working at times up to 180 hours per a two-week pay period. I just don't think folks of Guthrie County realize how critic, how crucial they are to all of us until we need them. We definitely need this to pass. Uh, what is one last thing you'd like voters to know about you before they go to the polls here in November? Throughout my years of work, I've had the opportunity of working with all sorts of people. Even though we didn't always agree on everything, everything we worked together as a team to accomplish the same result. It's not always to the left. It's not always to the right. It's forward. If elected, I won't just advocate for District 3, but all of Guthrie County. Thank you. We'll have more of our special edition Meet the Candidates in Death news magazine after this on KKRF. When it comes to meals on the go, no one does it better than Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. Every weekday, you'll find daily lunch specials that are hot, fresh, and ready to grab and go. Oh, did I mention very generous portions? Hi, I'm Troy with Hometown Foods. As a member of your hometown team, we know you are busy and don't always have time to prepare that lunch or dinner. Team up with Hometown Foods to keep your family fed. Discover today the many advantages of shopping with your hometown team. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. After 10 years, Raccoon Valley Radio is preparing for our biggest expansion and growth yet, all designed to better serve our communities. Hi, I'm John McGee, General Manager of Raccoon Valley Radio. We're looking to hire two account executives. You'll be taking over an existing territory and helping area clients grow their businesses. Prior sales and marketing or customer service experience is preferred, but not a requirement. If you have a winning attitude and a willingness to learn, we'll teach you 21st Century Marketing. A great career awaits you. Join Raccoon Valley Radio. Email your resume and cover letter to John McGee at RaccoonValleyRadio.com. Raccoon Valley Radio is an equal opportunity employer. Check out these great deals in the Spirits and Meats department. Always fresh, always affordable. Fairway of Adele. Bush Light 24-pack 12-ounce cans, 1888 when you buy 301 or more in meat. Svedka Vodka, 1.75-liter bottle, 14.99 when you buy two. Captain Morgan Spice Rum, 24.99 when you buy two. In the Meats department, USDA Choice Whole Beef Briskets. Fire them up on the smoker, 3.99 per pound. USDA Choice Rump Roast, 3.88 per pound. Check out these great deals in the Spirits and Meats department at Fairway of Adele. Welcome back to our special edition, Meet the Candidates in Death News Magazine on KKRF. This is Logan Mance. We will speak with the candidates running for the Guthrie County Supervisor District 4. All right. We're here with Steve Smith running for District 1 Supervisor. And uh, first question, just tell me about yourself. Well, one of the questions that I dislike the most, obviously, is, is to talk about yourself. But... Um, since we have that, I, I would uh, say that I've been in education uh, for 42 years, either as a teacher, a principal, or a superintendent. And all three of those positions, um, I thoroughly enjoyed every one of them. Um, probably being close and in the classroom is uh, to kids is, is one of my favorite things, but um, as you move and age and look at uh, improving what you want to do, um, I moved into the superintendency and great fun with that. Um, it's, it's a job that you get to talk to kids if you still want. You still deal with teachers and talk to them and can be part of that. 
as well as um, I was able to uh, look at budgets, was able to look at a school district, and uh, in this case, I was able to look at two school districts, Adair Casey and, and Guthrie Center, and the time spent in those two districts was um, great value um, for me in preparing myself uh, for future things, and I think one of those would be the supervisor's job in being able to um, work with groups of people, pull them together for a common goal and the common good, uh, and that would be kids. So I've spent a lot of time in education and uh, hated leaving it, but it got to be a time that uh, it was time, and uh, COVID was right around the corner without me knowing that. And then why are you running for the District 4 Supervisor position? The, the reason I'm looking at this is um, thoroughly enjoy Guthrie County. Um, have lived in Guthrie County really the majority of my life, um, even as um, a teenager, as we moved to Guthrie County. Um, it was a, a place that felt like home. And as we look at the landscape here a little, um, it is important for us to stay on top of what's going on in not only the world, but also the state. Uh, we see expansion uh, in our state um, where there's the west westward expansion. Uh, clearly, we're a ways away from that. But in Guthrie County, we are seeing and feeling the effects of that. I think we can go to Stewart, and that would be one of the first places that, that we can look at where people can jump on the interstate um, and get into works in the metro area. So clearly, um, one of the reasons uh, that I'm looking at is trying to, to make sure that we have the right infrastructure, um, have the, the right kinds of things for uh, young people, young families to want to move to Guthrie County. And that, I think, in itself is really the biggest reason, uh, as I talk to, to folks uh, that are moving into Guthrie County and looking at trying to, to make their home here, uh, having the right things available. And then with the Law Enforcement Center near completion, uh, what projects should be prior to prior prioritized in the county? Well, uh, it's funny that you asked that because right uh, in the question before, um, one of the things I think we have to, to look at is our infrastructure. We do need to make sure that we have good roads, good bridges. Um, one of the questions that I'm asking uh, voters um, as I take signs around and as I talk to people, um, I ask them that very question about what is it that um, you feel like is a top priority to you to improve uh, living in Guthrie County. Two things pop up time and time again consistently. One of them um, I think is at the top of the priority list and that what I just mentioned uh, would be roads. Um, again and again, they, they talk about uh, road ditches. They talk about uh, the roughness of roads. Uh, can that be fixed? 
How can it be fixed? I don't have answers for that at this point, but clearly uh, it's a concern of those folks living in Guthrie County, and, and I think it's worth uh, investigating, looking at, talking to um, you know our roads department and other folks that can give us some ideas and, and some help with uh, all of that. The other thing that uh, comes up, and which comes first, the chicken or the egg, but I get people who say, well, we need more workers. We don't have enough workers. And then in the next breath, they say we don't have housing. Um, I would say that those two things are combined. And I think even though as supervisors, we can't necessarily go to communities and and give them total support uh, to to build houses or those kinds of things, but certainly we need to, to be having conversations with city councils, um, with different entities, uh, contractors, within all the communities uh, in our county to see if we can't get some housing. Because firmly, I do believe that housing uh, is probably the, one of the priorities in terms of uh, growing communities. Uh, in Guthrie County. And with the ongoing process of the county making emergency medical services, EMS, an essential service in the county, how important is it to maintain the two EMS departments uh, in the county? Well, that actually ties into the previous question. Um, if we don't have good health care services, um, we don't have, if we don't have good health care um, opportunities for families, I don't see them wanting to be part of or to live in Guthrie County. And so it is clearly so important to have those two. And I don't know, maybe maybe we should be thinking about others as well. Because as the county grows, and we all hope for that, um, then the need for those emergency medical services are, are going to be there as well. So uh, clearly, it's it's an important item for us all to, to be very aware of and concerned about. And then finally, what is kind of one last thing you'd like to talk about before voters hit the polls in November? I, w- I would say this to voters. Um, for those folks who, who know me um, and those who don't, um, I, I will work hard. I'm... Um, feel like I'm a good listener. I feel like when I listen to people and they have uh, concerns about things that I clearly will ask the right questions. Uh, We may not always get the right answers that that people want, but in order, I think, to serve the county, um, you need to be open, you need to be able to listen, and you be able to, to give some kind of an answer. Sometimes our answers aren't what we are always wanting to to listen for, but um, I think that's important, and I can assure you that I will do those kinds of things. All right, we'll get it going then. I'm pleased to be joined by the candidate for the County Supervisor District 4, uh, Michael Herbert. Um, Mike, first question, just tell me about yourself. Oh, well, all right. Um, I'm Mike Herbert. Um, I am uh, married for 28 years to Nikki Herbert. Uh, I have two children, Jacob, 26, and Alexa, 23. 
Uh, I am currently the mayor of Guthrie Center. Uh, I am recently retired from law enforcement and hoping to continue my service to the community as a supervisor in Guthrie County. Next question, uh, why are you running for the District 4 supervisor position? Um, I want to bring uh, in new businesses, young families, and more affordable housing and improve the infrastructure. Um, I will support, uh, you know, a strong and proactive law enforcement to keep the people safe. Um, uh, with the law enforcement center almost finished or, you know, about that time to be finished, uh, what projects should be prioritized uh, now for the county? Um, I think uh, EMS is important uh, and uh, it being managed well. Um, roads, uh, helping along with the internet broadband expansion. Um, I want to more than anything else i want to hear from the people on uh, what is the most important projects uh, to them uh, in our in our county and then uh with the ongoing process of the county making the emergency medical service also known as ems an essential county service how important is it to maintain the two ems departments in the county um it's it's vital um I would hate for any of my loved ones um, to have to wait for an ambulance to arrive. Uh, have, having to wait um, in a crisis situation when when somebody needs help, um, I, I think this is something that uh, should not have been uh, um, passed over before, I believe. And then lastly, just uh, what is one last thing you'd like voters to know about you before they go to the polls in November? Okay. Well, um, I've been in public service my whole life. Um, I believe I've always treated people equally. Um, I will continue that philosophy uh, being the Guthrie County Supervisor. Um, I am a common man uh, that will use common sense in the office. Well, thank you, Mike, for your time. We appreciate it. Not a problem, sir. Good luck. We'll have more of our special edition Meet the Candidates in Death News Magazine after this on KKRF. Fast, friendly, and close to home. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. Hi, I'm Amy. We realize that you have a choice where you do your grocery shopping, and we are proud that more and more of you are choosing to stay with your locally owned hometown foods. You'll find the items that you need, and if you don't, we'll work with our vendors to get it in just for you. We reinvested a portion of our sales back into our communities. Discover today the many advantages of shopping with your hometown team. Hometown Foods in Guthrie Center, Panora, and Stewart. Now is the time to think big, shop small. Start a trend, it'll help us all. Crafty's Coffee encourages you to think big and shop small. Local business owners and managers contribute to our community, including sports, nonprofits, and community groups by volunteering and making donations. Local business owners invest in our community and have a vested interest in the future of our community. Crafty's Coffee and K1079 says think big and shop small. Think big, shop small. 
Hey, Lauren, can you help me write an ad for Fuller's? Sure. What area do you want to focus on? I think we should promote what makes Fuller's Petroleum better. I would just keep it simple. Tell folks it's cool. Really? Who describes fuel as cool? Well, they're open 24 hours a day. That's cool. Grandpa trusted enough to run Fuller Fuels in all our vehicles. That's cool. And it's the lowest price fuel in Adel. That's really cool. I have one, and they have the coolest spokesperson. Really, Ben? You had to go there. Discover the real difference that comes from doing business with a locally owned business. Fuller Petroleum in Adel. Thank you for listening to our special edition primary election Meet the Candidates in-depth news magazine on KKRF. For an archive of this program, go to raccoonvalleyradio.com. This has been a presentation of the Raccoon Valley Radio Network.